Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete number 183 is brought to you by No Fussin' Feathers Roadshow, an evening of great folk music with Carol Ann Solabello, Karen Oliver, and the Yayas. They will be performing live at the New Jersey Botanical Gardens on August 22nd at 7 p.m. Go to facebook.com backslash nofussandfeathersroadshow for details on that show. If you live in New Jersey, go. I'm not kidding. Go. You should go. It's going to be great. No Fuss and Feathers Roadshow, proud episode partner for Radio Unload with Callan Sampey, number 183, which is coming to you now. Nice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We're tonight's entertainment. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Johnny and the mothers are playing something at the Savoy in Vermont tonight. Berman's gonna kill my brother at the Savoy Theater tonight. I didn't say that. No, but I know this grapevine. Why would I put it there? Kindness? 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 You stole it! He stole it! We have top men working on it right now. Who? Top men. Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Episode number 183, coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and, yes, it's true, Freehold, New Jersey, for the first time in two and a half months, for the first time in 647 days, it's like a hostage situation. Day number 353 without the Big Bishop Donut. He's back in country after serving a tour of duty in Disney. We're going to talk to him all about it. Some people, some people go to Disney for like a week. Not him. It was like he was six clicks north of Epcot for, for two tours of duty. He may have post-traumatic stress disorder from Disney. That's terrible. I'm not belittling. Anyway, it's welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Nice. Hi. I am uh, the aforementioned Sam Pete, one of the hosts, Steve San Pietro. And uh, we're going to talk to you about uh, sports tonight. We're going to talk to uh, to uh, our producer, Big Bishop PJ, Big Bishop Donut. He is back. 
we have a lot of sports to talk about tonight. We have a lot of great stuff to talk about tonight, so we're going to do that. Let's get right to it. Episode number 183. If you have a glass of wine like I do right now, if you have a cup of coffee nice like I do right now, maybe you have a crawler. You know, there's nothing wrong with the crawler. It's a fresh... <laughs> He's back! The production values just went through the roof! Listen to that needle drop! He's back! I say glass of wine, he plays Billy Joel! All of a sudden you have bottle of red, bottle of white. Uh, welcome to Ready to Unload. Okay, let's bring in the co-host. The second yeah. third of the triumvirate that is Ready to Unload, his name is Mr. Brian Calneva Calpino. He's my buddy, guys. You guys. This guy is my bro. Hi, Brian. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Bra. You ready to bro it down or bro it up or? For <laughs> sure. So you... You got, you got Swish in here? We just kidding. <laughs> Swish will bro it down, yo. Swish is, uh, Nick Swisher is always ready to bro something down. He must be exhausting being his teammate. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? You're, I'm, I'm good. Good. I, I feel like we have so much Mets to talk about because uh, you took a turn. You did a heel turn. Uh, no, no, no. You did a complete heel turn. No. You did. You were the bad guy for weeks and weeks and weeks. You talked me into hating the Metropolitans and giving up... Right. All my optimism, and then you turned on me. Yeah, but I turned the other way. Exactly. You took a good guy turn. I, I did a good turn. Yeah. What's the word for that in wrestling? I don't know. A good turn. <laughs> well, thank the you. Heel. Thank you. Thank you, Mean Gene. That was way to break it down. It's the heel and the toe, right? So it was a toe turn? It would be a toe turn. It would be a toe tap. A little soft shoe? Is it, that what I did this week? It would be a toe tap. You toe tapped me. Yeah. Look, all I know is you took away every shred of optimism that I had. Uh-huh. It was in shreds. And then all of a sudden on Wednesday, you're back in. Tommy, how do you feel about tonight? How do you feel tonight? What, tonight? Yeah, how do you feel about tonight? Oh, this was, you know. Is the air out of the balloon? Classic. Classic Mets tonight. Is the air out of the balloon? Uh, Have you been de-ballooned? We're going to find out a little bit later. Oh, teaser. Well, I, I, before we get into that, I think there's somebody that we should bring in. I don't know who you're referring to. Yeah. Is Cheetah Rivera here? No, no. How no about, do we have LeBron James? Do we have, did you, wow. Did you pull it off? I might have. The announcement part two. What would be great is if Emma came down right now, downstairs in like a LeBron jersey. Right. And you were like, I did. I got LeBron James. And you just put her on the mic and she's like, I'm going to Cleveland. And then just walk, walk back upstairs. She's not five. I'm coming home. <laughs> Sorry. What is she, eight? Hey. What? It's not like, I, it's not like she's 17. Come on. <laughs> I was Might trying well to. I was trying. I know she pretty much is. Yeah, let's be honest. By the way, is she even home right now, or is she out? No, 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 no. She's on. Uh, <laughs> she's at the movies. 
She's on Deer Park Avenue, hanging out. She's <laughs> she to Taco Bell. She's in the parking lot of Ralph's. Yeah. There's a Ralph's in Comac? There's two. There's two Ralph's in Comac, is what you're telling me. Yeah, well, there's my father. There's one. <laughs> We're not counting him. Oh, not counting him? Then one. <laughs> then there's one. Is your father the only Ralph in Comac? No, I'm sure not. The only one I know in Comac, other than the, the gentleman that serves ices. <laughs> the Italian ice guy. Yeah. Yeah, she's at Ralph's, hanging out in the park. Is there a Ralph's Italian ice place? What else would it be? There's a grocery store, Ralph's, in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's Los Angeles. It's a soup. Well, that's why I, there's a Trader Joe's now in New York. There's a Trader Joe's down the road here. There's out a Trader on Joe's Comac. Comac. <laughs> but you understand Trader Joe's was only a California place. That's right. But it's been a, it's been a New York place for quite some time oh, now. For quite some time. And that's why I was wondering about Ralph's. Ralph's, the Italian ice place. That's it. Down the road. Do you have to have a mustache to work there? No. No, it's not. Should uh, that be a qualification? Even for the women? The people that work at Ralph's are... I'm being generous if I say they're 18. Yeah. No, there are always kids that work at those things. And they're female. Right. And the bright colors, lots of bright colors. You want some Italian ice? What do you uh, want? What do you want? Like lemon? that. What do you want? Lemon ice? Not like that. I can't do a Long Island dialect anymore. Cahalpia. Cahalpia. Oh my God. What do you want? What are you getting? What's next? Cahalpia. <laughs> Just not a care about anything. You no. Can- no. You could just be the most important person that ever lived. Coming in, what else? Jesus himself could be coming back and getting an ice, <laughs> and she would be like, "Can I help you?" You know what the worst part about that is? I don't. I can't tell you who would have to show up for them to be excited or care. Like I don't. I have no concept of. Right, we don't have the reference. Generation couldn't tell you. You know what? That's a good time. Casino. Maybe, maybe if this guy showed up. This guy. If this guy showed up, you'd see. Oh my God! He's, oh my God! He's here. It's him. Can I help you? Oh my God! I need one small <laughs> oh, chocolate chip cream ice, one rainbow, one pistachio, two lemons, and. Uh, what do you What do you want, Lily? A quart of a quart of lemons to take home. Thank you. What else? What else, please? Are you done? Napkins? That- you got napkins? How come there's never any napkins here? You want covers? That- <laughs> yes, I need covers and spoons. I'm here with seven three-year-olds. Can I please get covers and spoons? You see them behind me. I wasn't sure you were there with anybody when you placed that order, so thanks. You cleared that up. It's entirely possible. That's why I said, and what do you want, Lily? <laughs> you went down the list. Uh, he's back. Hello. He is. Hey. I grew hey. up with the original Ralphs, you know. How are you? I, buddy, I used to, I, used, I worked on an Italian ice truck for four years. Yeah. That's at good. Festival, at, at the Italian feasts. And it was it's the grueling. lemon ice, it was the lemon ice king of Corona, my friend. That's right. It's a, well, it's hell on the elbow. 
Oh, it was it was tremendous. I worked in a I worked in an Italian ice van. At San Gennaro? No, I, every feast. Name the feast, my friend. San Gennaro. Correct. Yes. The the assumption. Got it. St. Anthony's? Got it. All of them. And Huntington. Got it. Were you allowed? CC? Got it. Were you allowed a piece of the uh, marijuana dealership, too, or did that not happen in your (laughs) truck? No, that was my my girlfriend's, my high school girlfriend's father owned an Italian ice truck. That was was like his little side business. And he parked it during the week, like in the summer, he parked it on, on, like, right off Deer Park Avenue. And then, uh, what do you call it? Then I would work all the feasts. Did you scoop it lefty to protect your arm? I did. (laughs) I did. You did. Yeah, I was a senior in high school, and I scooped lefty because I was a hot commodity baseball uh, product. Mm -hmm. Prospect, as it were. I uh, I, de- I worked and you know how hot it was in that truck. How hot was it? Let's just say I needed. Good thing I was surrounded by Italian ice. Nothing cools you down faster. It was so good. I must have eaten pounds, pounds of it. What's a what's a measuring? What can we use as a measuring stick? Quarts? Yeah, got gallons. Gallons? Oh man. Can I? Can I just put this out there right now to to both of you? Because I'm I'm yeah. looking at I'm looking at the two of you right now. Saint Ignatius of the Helpless did it. Is there anything more refreshing in the summer than a lemon ice? Specifically lemon. PJ, you first. Um, no, that that's actually my favorite lemon, lemon and or cherry. I don't. Uh, I'm not. Ice. I don't. I'm not talking favorite. I'm talking refreshing. Yes, that is the key to refreshment right there. Is lemon. Just I, I lemon actually, I would, I would say that I even lemon. enjoy Italian ice more than I would enjoy a cold beer most times. I would agree with that. I would not. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Right. I also have a problem. So. Sim- <laughs> Sam Pete, same question. Uh, no, there's really not. There's really not anything more refreshing than an Italian, like a, just a good, real lemon Italian ice. It's it's remarkable. Yep. We used to walk around the corner to Branchinelli's, you know, just get the Italian. Gino's. What's that? Gino's. Gino's. Out of the tub. Gino's out of Gino's Italian ice out of the tub. Yes, that's right. Right. The uh, and well, just now here now. You get a slice for the way home. Yeah. Do they serve it now in a cardboard cup, or do they still stick with the accordion paper cup that disintegrates by the time you get to the bottom? <laughs> no, cardboard cup. Mm. Not, it's not the same. It's the more convenient, cup. but it's the, it, that breaks with tradition. That's sacri- but listen, no, but listen to this. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Oh, no. All right, sir. You buy a pint of your favorite Italian ice at Ralph's. Go on. A pint. Sure. A quart, a quart, whatever you want, whatever size measurement you want to buy. You want cups? And then if you say, yes, you want cups, then they give you the paper cups. They give you the old school. Yep. But so that's the, you got to work the system to get the old school cup. 
Yeah, because it's too it's too small of a measurement to sell. Right. I can't I can't even tell you guys how many of those I filled every summer. Those little cups. I can't tell you. Two and a half two and a half scoops, perfect. Every time. Now every. do you suppose that the real estate around any Ralph's ice um has really breaking this down. Many, many billions more ants. Many, 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 bi- many billions more ants than most other businesses because of the constant dripping. Of sugar, pure sugar. Every, everybody standing there just pouring out. You know, you, you, you take a little and then it gets a little soupy, so you tip it a little bit, pour it on the ground, keep going. The yeah, ants that's, just eat that up. That's ant nirvana. That really is. <laughs> like they, they, I they think find New York might have Ralph? might have different ants now. We have like diabetic ants. <laughs> <laughs> like ants that are checking their blood sugar before they go over to Ralph. Right. Yeah. Like they got bad hey, feet. Hey, Chucky, <laughs> lost two of his legs. <laughs> He's got an Italian ice problem. That guy. Well, it's obvious. Look at him. Lost two, lost two of his legs. Sitting over there, going into going into diabetic shock. These little ants. Uh, not that we're making one. Diabetes. Post traumatic diabetic disorder. <laughs> Let's see. So far in the first uh, fourteen minutes of the show, we've managed to uh, to take care of post traumatic stress disorder and yes. diabetes. Very oh, teenage right. girls and teenage girls. Right. We've just we've got them all. Well, it is sweet. I help you. Can I help you? Welcome to Ralph's. Can I help you? That's the jersey. Who's Jack? <laughs> Copy it's, Jack? It's, it's the most heartless greeting you ever get. Welcome to Ralph's. Cop is next. They make me say this. Can I help you? They haven't even looked up yet. They're still give texting me a, and opening me. the window. Welcome to Ralph's. Can I help you? No, I, I get that I'm clearly next. There's nobody in front of me, and she looks straight at me to help us next. Looking at me. Oh, no, that's me. I'm... Oh, oh, hello, yes. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Is there a... They love oh, that. that's charming. Yeah. Can I, ask you, can I ask you guys, while we're on the subject, this is something that is always, not always, of recent has been a little confusing to me, when they say, the following guest. Right, like you get that at Starbucks, you get that at. Can I help the following guest? What? What? I've never heard that in my life. Get out of here! Either. Shut I've up! I've never heard that. Okay, so it's me. Fine. Is this turn on Steve Knight on RTU? Is that what it is? No, I just. Yeah. I guess I don't yeah, we frequent those types of places. <laughs> How could you have talked to him beforehand? He's been in Disney for five months. <laughs> it was a very expensive call with no, with no. No cell phone, no technology. He had a Mickey. He had Mickey bucks. That's the only way he could right. communicate with the outside world. I was fine till the batteries in the satellite phone ran out, and then I was stranded. And then you were. That was it. Your Mickey phone. Me and the Everglades. Of, that's right. Sorry. That's it for the calls. <laughs> uh, you've never heard that seriously. That can I help the following guest? No. Oh, I hear it all the time. All, maybe. Like, Maybe it's a city thing? I don't know. Like, I would expect them to then announce who the guest is. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. Thank right? you. 
Is I heard Tracy Morgan here? What's happening? I heard, I heard it's... <laughs> Somebody's getting pregnant. Oh, I thought you said Piers Morgan. <laughs> Is Piers Morgan here, too? Let's welcome <laughs> the following guest. Ladies and gentlemen. Right? Doesn't it sound like a like a talk show? Yes. I, I, I heard it today. Just today. Dunkin' Donuts in the city. Can I help Mid-town, the following uptown guest? Uptown or downtown? All towns. You may know him from the caramel macchiato of last Wednesday. (laughs) You may know him from such orders as large with a turbo shot, cream and sugar. Let's welcome the following guest. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. I hear it. I hear it. All parts of New York. All parts of New York. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what they say to what the, the places I frequent. You know what they say. Okay, boss. What's next? What's up? Hey, boss. <laughs> That's every place I've every place I frequent in Midtown. Is tattoo? Okay, boss. What do you need? I'm the boss. I don't know. I'm the roaming boss. I never knew. Hey, boss. Why is Why is Herve Velasquez at every at every establishment that you go to? Hello, boss. This just might be me. It might be the places I go, the delis and the pizzerias and the and the Mexican you places answer? that I. Do you answer like Ricardo Montalban? You see, Tato, I would love tonight to have a chocolate shake. You see, Tato. I answer as I answer as as my uh, over happy uh, outdoors guy. You you've seen him. All right, let's play this out. So you come up to the yeah. counter. What's up, boss? Hey, how you doing? Uh, what's good today? That guy, remember him? He's a jerk. <laughs> what's good today? At the deli. <laughs> well, the, the cold cuts are very fresh. <laughs> and uh, we have some pickles here that are a delight. Maybe, perhaps your condiment steward can help you with a selection for you. <laughs> <laughs> your condiment sommelier can help you with a selection today. The, w- the horseradish source is particularly pecan. I will, and I have, at restaurants... Like, even just, you know, counter service places, I'll just say, you know, what do you like? Give me that. And, oh, that's different, you know, though. You're at a restaurant asking for a suggestion from a waiter. Not, not no, at no, the no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, at La, I'm at La Paloma ordering a burrito from a menu on the wall. But I'll still go up and I'll ask the cashier, well, what do you, what do you eat here? I'll take that. 7-Eleven. Let me ask you a question. Do you have the little sausage thing there? Do you, do you recommend that? Is that your go-to? That hot dog that's been swirling there for a few hours? The, uh, the croissant time. in wax paper, is that good? The sausage, egg, and cheese uh, roll thing. The next time that they call you boss when you place your order, if they, hey, then, get it, if they then get it wrong, try firing them. Right. Tell them... That's it. Why don't you go? I'm going to need to but see you in my office. See, then I'd have I'd have to change my character though because I'm I'm you know I'm right. extrovert man. I I'm have gonna, to bring it down a notch. See it. Jose, I'm going to need to see you in my office. The sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. I asked for American cheese. This is Swiss cheese. Right. I I don't know what I, made I'm you sorry. think I wanted pork roll. It's, it's me. No one the boss. that. 
pork roll. That's not even a thing, really. <laughs> yes, you remember me. I'm the boss. That sandwich right. you made me yesterday. You just called me the boss <laughs> two minutes ago. I think you'd put a little more effort into making this sandwich. <laughs> Knowing that you were making it for your superior. For the boss. For the boss. Either that you or you need to answer a Springsteen. Just write a quick dirge about the sandwich that you want. <laughs> hey, well, I've been working for this pickle. No, I don't think. The places I frequent, you know what? You know what? It just occurred to me. The places that I frequent for food in Midtown, no one who works there wears a uniform. No. Nor should they. What do they wear? I I, I, wear, I go to places where the staff is like t-shirts and jeans. All right. There's no like even the coffee places that I go to. There's no like white shirt and chinos. Uh, yeah, but I I like that though, especially in like a coffee place because I want I want that relaxed. I want the guy to look like he or the the guy or the girl to look like they just you know. Yeah, just came in for their shift. It's no big deal. Yeah, I can make you a macchiato. It's cool. We're all good. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, think I didn't that's have just to, a reflection on my taste. I didn't have to mess with a you know a, a pair of khakis this morning and a barista and a, and a and a ridiculous white corporate shirt. You know, I'm cool. I got like a Star Wars T-shirt on, and I'm gonna make you some coffee. We're gonna hang out. You know, we're boys. Bond. But I got Bond. nothing else to do. I might as well make you a coffee right that's now. That's it. I got nothing else more. If I had something more pressing, I wouldn't even do it. That's how I feel about you. Boss. I wouldn't even do it. <laughs> Boss, chief. I'm supposed to be cleaning bathrooms right now. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do it. I'm in jeans and a t-shirt. How could I be expected to clean the bathroom? I'm not doing actual work. Boss. <laughs> hey, boss. <laughs> PJ, I have a very specific question about your uh, sojourn to Disney. To the to the homeland. Excellent word. Uh, how was the World Cup there? Was it big? Were people watching it? Were like was like first of all, I haven't been to Disney proper in a long time. So I've been to SeaWorld with the little guy recently. You know, like a like when he was like a year and a half old. Um, but I haven't been to like Disney, like Universal or MGM or whatever the theme parks there, Epcot. How was yeah. how was the World Cup? Was it? I would imagine it would be crazy. Yeah, it, well, in Epcot they put up um, uh, a small soccer field for the kids to play in, and they had a large uh, Wait, scoreboard hold, put up there. Hold on. Yeah. You just said small and Disney. Where did they put it? Um, in the country's pavilions between Germany and, I think, Italy. It's a good spot. All right. That's where I would have gone. Yeah, they threw up some soccer nets and uh, said, kids, go play soccer. You uh, figure all if, of one, the... if one pavilion invades, you know, the, right. the Italians won't defend it at all. <laughs> and that's fine. As long as the American pavilion was, like, way on the other side, because we are isolating mm. ourselves from that soccer field. It's not that far from Germany. It's not, it's not? No, the American pavilion at Epcot. 
It's pretty close. That's why I don't, I don't right. care for that. Then. They should have put the soccer field somewhere else because we are not getting involved in any annexation that is going on on that soccer field. Era. Sorry. I, I went all Woodrow Wilson on us. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> um, so they put up the soccer field. The kids are playing the soccer. There's people from yeah, all yeah. over the world there. At all times, yeah. Well, they had they had a, a, a huge billboard with with all the brackets, uh, and they were updating the scores on the brackets. Any place that served alcohol generally had the game on at least one screen. Um, so parents would gather in, watch, cheer, and then move on. Um, <laughs> it was a, like, an, like an assembly line. Like, hey, okay, keep moving here. Let's go, boss. Come on. Next. Go. Next. Let's go. Well, you, keep yeah. moving, boss. If any, anybody who was there with, you know, uh, if, if there was a mother in the group, the mother kept it moving. You don't, you don't dawdle. <laughs> As mothers, Everybody's mothers, on the clock. Yeah. <laughs> You're on Mickey time. Yeah. You are. Everybody knows when the park closes, and you've got stuff to do. We're not here to watch soccer. We've been joking, but you were there for what? Sixteen days? Uh, no, wait. Well, including the drive, maybe. Yeah. Well, you so drove. We, yeah, we drove. Talk to Cal about the drive, please. Okay. From my house, it's a with meals. It's seventeen and a half hours. That's it. Not bad. No, not bad at all. Wow. Now you have a uh, family truckster. Hmm. A, uh, we got ourselves just, a Dodge Caravan. You just planted the seed in Cal's head for the next Disney trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, we we set out at about dinner time, right after dinner. Uh, I drive the first major shift for about six hours, and the wife catches a nap. Then we. When I stop for gas, we switch. Then I sleep. And then Lily drives. <laughs> and Lily drives till sunrise. We usually give her the Georgia shift because, you know, <laughs> she, she does the speed limit. Well, let, me, let me tell you, you know, getting, getting through Jersey and Maryland and Delaware, not in that order, um, and uh, Virginia <laughs> is, no, it's not is, in that order. <laughs> is not in that order, uh, is, is pretty... I don't know. It's easy because there's stuff to look at on the roads. Yeah. But once you're on 95 and you're going through the Carolinas and Georgia, you better have some radio and, uh, you know, Jerky. stab yourself in the leg with your keys. You know, <laughs> something. To, there's nothing to see, nothing to look at except rest stops. Let's keep in mind that I have driven across country from Florida to California twice by myself. How many days did that take? Well, actually, the second time was not by myself. I stand corrected. The second time I was with somebody, so that was better. Um, still nothing to see, but at least somebody yeah. to talk to. Um, the, but the, the trip myself, I drove down to Florida by myself to my mom's, and then I drove to Los Angeles from my mom's. She's about an hour south of Orlando. Um, and I made it in about three and a half days. So I left on like a Tuesday afternoon. I stayed in Dallas, though, for like a day and a half. And I had car trouble in Dallas. This is what happens when you're driving a Dodge Shadow. Yeah. 
that really has no business driving across country that you got for nine hundred dollars in the I middle of the July. First thing, in the middle the of first July. Thing you consider when you get in the, in the long distance drive, the first thing you consider is uh, how long God. you can acceptably go without <laughs> another shower. That is that that is true. I mean, I got to L.A. and I was not fresh. No, no. Be, well, because I drove from Dallas pretty much straight. So I drove like a 13-hour shift. I slept for three hours somewhere in New Mexico. <laughs> and, then, and then I I got up and like, I, I think I, I really slept from like 6 o'clock in the morning to like 9 o'clock in the morning. And I got to L.A. at like 8 or 9 that night, you know, on the Friday. That's got to be disorienting to wake up in New Mexico. Oh, it was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. And I had, I had never driven any of this. That was the first time I went, so I had never seen most of this. Yeah. And you go through, I guess it was Las Cruces, I guess, has the huge statue, like the Jesus statue, or it has one. Like, not the Rio de Janeiro. There's one in Rio, right, that I'm thinking of? The famous the Jesus huge of Brazil, statue. yes. Yeah, it's in Brazil. Thank you. Maybe Sao Paulo or something like that. They have one in Las Cruces in New Mexico. That's not as big, but it's you see it. And it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I'd been driving for 11 or 12 straight hours. And all of a sudden, there's this huge Jesus on the cross. Like, like, it's, like a, you know, it's like an 80-foot statue in a mountain. I'm like, this is, I gotta, I gotta get some rest. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I need to, I should really pull over. I told you what got you, me through that, though. Cal, I've talked about it before. It was minor league baseball. Right. Because I didn't have, this was 1999. So I had a cell phone, but only for emergencies. Right. It was like the big Don Johnson. And then I, you know, you're, you're out of CDs after what, like, Five. What do you What do you guys What did you listen to, Peach? Like, what is? I mean, the kids obviously have their headphones and TVs and stuff like that in the car. So, what do you listen mm-hmm. to on a trip that long? Well, first of all, that's the reason why we leave after dinner, is so that the kids watch like one movie and then they pass right. out and they're asleep for most of the ride. Right. One. Um, I had. In. <laughs> right. You know, you don't want them up for the ride talking to you because they'll talk about anything. And it's mm-hmm. maddening. <laughs> they want to pull over every place. Every place where, as you drive south, everybody's selling fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and get bottle rockets. Come on. Uh, I had Sirius XM for a good portion of the trip. So music, you like, you're not... See, if I do a trip like that, I need talk radio. I do a, yeah, I do a little talk radio. I do some comedy radio too, listen to some comedians. Kind of keeps you up. Yeah, this isn't a time before podcasts though. Like I feel like I would be able to make long distance drives a lot better with podcasts. Like I'll do that now if we have like a like we'll drive upstate or something and we have like a maybe a 2 hour, 2 and a half hour drive and maybe we're coming back and Teresa's out and the kids are out sleeping up. I bring headphones. Mhm. And I just I listen to a podcast by myself while I'm driving. You know, yeah, I, that's good. You got to change the long the brain Yeah, Cal, what's the longest? What's the longest? I don't know this. What is the longest road trip you've ever taken? 
um, with or without the kids? The longest road trip, probably Toronto. You drove to Toronto. Yeah, by way of Cooperstown and then Niagara Falls. Wow. That's a sporting trip. Yeah, that was the last uh, trip my wife and I took, just the two of us. Before the kids, right. Before the kids. That was um, 13 years ago. And you went to Cooperstown. We went to Cooperstown. You took your wife to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You got to remember, she was a baseball fan at that yes, point. Yes, I, I know. She was it's, a softball player. She was a baseball fan. Yeah, that's, uh, that ship has sailed. <laughs> that ship has not sailed. That ship, oh, is no, a, that ship is a motorboat with a huge, it's a, like a cigarette. <laughs> Speaking of Don Johnson and Miami Vice, so remember the opening credits from Miami Vice? Yes. That's the boat. That's the boat that she is in the opening credits of Miami Vice. It's like Big Daddy Don Garlitz drives her boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, she sprayed me with all the water and took <laughs> off. And I'm just standing there like, what, what happened? Now, if I'm not mistaken, that trip ended in Toronto, you say? That trip... At the, uh, at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yes, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Um, and you, just You doubled down. I did. Well, why wouldn't you? Now, here's the best part about that trip. Uh, it made her hate Canada forever. Right. <laughs> okay. Because we were, we were in Canada on Canada Day. Oh, boy. And everything's closed. So this was like 13 years ago, like last week. Yes, we just we just uh, passed the 13-year anniversary <laughs> right. of, that. of the day that your wife decided she hates Canada. Hates it. Hates it. Hates it. To this day, if you bring up Canada, hates it. Because it was closed. Yep. And, and ask, if you ever asked her about the Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame, the first words out of her mouth will be, It's, it's in, in a mall. mall. How did mm-hmm. I know that? Now, I've, now I have never heard you tell that story, and I knew exactly what you were going to say. Have you ever asked her? No. I've been there. She would have told you. It's in a mall. It's in a mall. It literally is like the downstairs of like the Smith Haven Mall. Right. It's like next to an Orange Julius. <laughs> That's right. There's a Cinnabon. There's a chess, an Orange <laughs> Julius, the Hockey Hall of Fame. And a structure. And then a Sam- and then a Sam Goody. And then a Sam Goody. <laughs> PJ, you think we're kidding. It's literally in a mall. It really is. I mean, it's right in, It's a huge mall, but it's in downtown Toronto, and it's in a mall. Yet if you look at it from the outside, it looks like a museum. It looks like a museum, absolutely. But if you go in downstairs... You take an escalator down... You're in a mall. Yes. You can now, get does a, the Hall a, of Fame itself have a gift shop? The Hockey Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. Through the gift shop. I love the Hockey Hall of Fame. I thought it was fantastic. Oh, it's terrific. And especially being Islander fans, there's a lot for us there. Um, but it was in a mall. <laughs> like, I got, you know, I got a pretzel, Cal, and then I got, uh, yes. When you came home, Cal, did you go by way of Cleveland and stop at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> Or Canton, and then well, you could go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. No, I didn't. That I think. Uh, did you go through Massachusetts and go to Springfield to the Basketball <laughs> Hall of Fame? We. <laughs> no. And you're no. still married. 
I told you it was 13, 13 years ago. Yeah. And haven't gone anywhere since. Right. I uh I haven't gone anywhere since. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went with that with just her and me. And we haven't with, left the house. Where's the longest with the kids? The longest drive with the kids is probably um <laughs> East Northport. No. <laughs> <laughs> It might be Atlantic City. Oh, for the dance competitions? Yep. Yeah. Which next <laughs> or, so, or so Julia could gamble. Right. right. Yeah, not for no dance competitions. Dance, yeah. What are you talking about? No, they it, like to go so to she the could play poker with some real players. <laughs> that's what that was. And they need a ride. We had to get her at a real table. Okay, <laughs> I, need, I need three, your best three takeaways from... Uh, Disney, Peach. My best three takeaways from Disney. Here, give me, give me three takeaways. Um, well, you know, I've been there a lot. I know. So I'm always impressed by how quickly they're changing everything. Oh, oh, I gotta tell you this though. Uh, my family made me go on a roller coaster. Oh, there. Which one? Oh, this is a bad idea. There's a brand new. Yes, this is that's a bad idea. There's a brand new one in Magic Kingdom uh, called the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. And you, you know, you just hold on. I lost you. I lost Steve. I know Steve at all. Where'd you go? Ah, hold on. Wait a second. Is any better? Can't hear anybody. Well, I can't. Well, I don't think you guys are going over is the problem. I think. Yeah, Steve, you should call back in. He's okay, gonna call go. back okay, in. I did. I did. Oh, I did. There. I did. I called back in. All right, there he is. Thanks. There it is. Sorry about that, guys. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, it dropped the it dropped the call. Things happen. Internet, I thought that know. I I thought there was a setting that if we go forty minutes without talking sports, it kicks us off. <laughs> That's what it was. There'll be no it. sports tonight. So, all right. So so hey, uh, we've uh, talked World Cup. It's a Snow White theme, obviously. You're traveling with the Seven Dwarves, bringing back the diamonds or whatever. Um, did you start? My family knows that I, I, I get terrible. <laughs> what did I say? I said that's a true story. Oh, yeah. Okay. My family knows that I get motion sickness. <laughs> I can't watch them when they go on the teacups. I have to look at the ground. If I see them spinning, I get dizzy. Just see them. See, I can't even look at half the yeah. rides. You're not even on it just to see them. Just to see it. Certain rides will make me, yeah, will make, make me dizzy. And uh, I don't like roller coasters, never have. I feel like I'm going to die when I'm on them. And somehow they convinced me. They thought oh, I know why. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we ran into a friendly mother on, on uh, another uh, line for the Pirates of the Caribbean. And she said, oh, it's so gentle. We loved it. We went on it six times. It's so gentle. So my Bar. wife looked at me, she's like, see, it's gentle. Come on. 
<laughs> so she so she basically challenged your machismo after she did thirty odd years together. <laughs> this this was the time that you had to man up. Gentle. She called on you our honeymoon. Get on my there, wife boss. and I on our honeymoon went to Disney and we went on the Dumbo ride. That was the last time I was convinced to go on a ride and on Dumbo. Now that's and I was screaming to get off. <laughs> Let me off this thing. My wife tried to move the lever up and down to make Dumbo go up and down, and I was like, "Ah, uh, please stop it, stop it." So now, if you get on the Seven Dwarfs mine mine train now, and if you go in the front car, because they put me in the front car, you will see did. my handprints permanently. <laughs> Permanently bent into the bar. Like playing strips and automobiles? Right. Yeah, so tightly. I was like, this the whole time. Sitting next to my son, who was nine, uh, who had to yell at me for cursing in Disneyland. Disney World. <laughs> I was cursing so much on the roller coaster as it was happening. He's like, Dad, you can't say that in Disney World. <laughs> I love that he has that qualifier. Like, if we were at home, this string of obscenities that you're letting loose with right now would be perfectly acceptable, especially when you're, like, mowing the lawn or something. But, Dad, exactly. clean it up, please. We don't work blue in Disney, Dad. That's the big takeaway is that, yeah, you know what? I still don't like rides. So So you didn't get off and have, like, an epiphany where you loved it? I got off, and uh, everybody wanted to go eat, and I couldn't eat for three hours. <laughs> was it I scary? I was devastated. Or was it relatively tame, but you just, as not a ride lover, it freaked you out? It was tame. There were four-year-olds on it. The height limit for this thing is like 38 inches. This right. ride is meant is meant for you to go on with your young kids. <laughs> it's probably considered a kiddie roller coaster, and I lost my mind. Not the, uh, your manliest hour, I feel like? I, I managed to not squeal. I, I, just, I just grabbed the bar, and I just made guttural noises, like, like that the whole time. <laughs> I see. So, so you, so you basically just grabbed the bar and took it. Unfortunately, that is appropriate. <laughs> when you were there, did you see the barnstormer? Yes. How does this relate to the barnstormer? The barnstormer is slower. Um, okay. The, the, I think the big the big thing about this ride is that it it starts from from a stop when you get in it immediately it immediately launches you somehow at fifty miles an hour it goes ding yeah. ding boom and you're gone <laughs> <laughs> wait what boom yeah and everybody else uh, all the mothers and daughters behind me all went ooh you know that was fun and I'm going oh god why did we start so fast. <laughs> but profanity wouldn't. It was bad. I, I'm I'm not proud of what I said. That's I the uh, no example. 
it's the Christmas story moment where you said it, you constructed a string of profanities, yes. a, a tapestry of profanities that, as far as we know, is still orbiting yes. over the what did you say, like over it, Cleveland or something like that? Yes, it's still circling Orlando at this moment. Right. Um, one also, other, yes, go. One other thing is uh, they built this gigantic uh, Beauty and the Beast themed castle slash restaurant called Be Our yes. Guest. Oh, that is... oh. Cal, Cal, please calm down. Oh, I'm sorry, Cal's go on. excited. Because it's he's going to... absolutely he's... stunning and the food is great. What did we talk what? about, Steve, last week? Oh, you said it. <laughs> That's right. What did I say? PJ, you don't even know. You, this was a callback. This is a callback, yep. Go ahead, tell him. I was talking about the Cromosur. <laughs> the Cromosur. The Cromosur. Mm. That I had in that castle. At Be Our Guest. Which was unbelievable. And he, he called it, we rated our Cromosurs of all time last week. And Cal right. said that was the best one he ever had. All the food is is uh, is very That's good. That's great. That's very food funny. At Disney is very good. Food at SeaWorld is overpriced and bad. But SeaWorld, I hope you didn't have the fish. It's really in poor taste. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I think it's in poor <laughs> taste. Oh, oh, oh! Here's the here's the I'll have the away. dolphin. No, nothing. Not that one. The dolphin that you eat. The real. The one you can eat. The, the one that's like a tuna. What? Why, what, did I, what did I say? Why would they have that on the menu <laughs> of SeaWorld? Just to see who's uh, crazy enough to order it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's on the menu. No, <laughs> my not family the and I uh, spent a couple of extra shekels, and we went down to the um, the, the SeaWorld Research the and Pavilion? Discovery Cove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we. We put on wetsuits. You got to see a picture of me in a wetsuit. Wait, and stop! Hold yeah. on. <laughs> There's no yes. sports tonight. Need a second to process Big Bishop Donut in a wetsuit. When you say we've got to see you in the wetsuit, <laughs> what does that mean? That that, that's something that we have to do. <laughs> I mean, I think it's an appropriately satisfying visual for other people <laughs> to see me wrapped up in a really tight. <laughs> I sort of look like a Wait. Pixar creation. <laughs> hey, was that was that guy in Monsters Inc? No, that's PJ. Like you were doing some green screen modeling. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Is this from Monsters, Inc. 3? No, no. That's just PJ. In a wetsuit. Is that Sully? No. No, no. That's just PJ in a wetsuit. That's all. No, we got in the water with some dolphins and uh, swam with them. You swam with the dolphins. We swam with the dolphins. We swam with tropical fish and sharks and rays, and uh, it was amazing. Franks and Jeffs and Bills. And right. Original Ray's Pizza was there. <laughs> we swam with Original Ray's Pizza. Not that one, but the real right. original one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'll say this. Disney truly is magical 
if they got you in a wetsuit. I mean, that's... <laughs> no, that was SeaWorld. SeaWorld got me in the wetsuit. That's and magic. Bush. That yeah. is magic. Oh, is that is that who owns SeaWorld? Yeah, they own SeaWorld. I was there. I didn't even... I didn't even pay attention to that. Yeah, Although I had, I had 17... I had 17 Bud Lights. Should have been... <laughs> should have been a giveaway. They were just giving right, them away. Right, it didn't occur to you that you can't get a Heineken in the whole place. Right, then I was swimming with the Dolphins without a... Out a wetsuit. Oh, he's oh he's in the tank. No, I mean literally, he's in the he's why, in the tank. Somebody, no, he's somebody, in the somebody, tank. Get him out. Somebody should, somebody should get him. Um, that sounds like it was great. Sounds like it was a great trip. It was. We had the time of our lives. We definitely stayed down there a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. Have you had trouble, uh, you know, reacclimating to real life? Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, like you, just ex- you just expect everything to work out for you now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't just, work out I, anymore. No. And Things stop that in, again. Stop that incessant whistling. Stop. <laughs> it's everywhere you go. And stop the kids. They're whistling too. Enough. Well, well I'm glad the kids you, have stopped asking me to buy them stuff, though. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, my God. How much merch... How much merch? How big of a how big of a commitment was there to meeting the characters? Like, did you schedule your day around that? We no. We reached the the ages where the kids were were no longer interested in meeting the characters, and that held true for the first nine days. And then, after they had so seen the them so many the times. They, yeah, so they, the they first started. The first leg of the tour. So, suddenly, my daughter, who's twelve, was uh, started with the. You know what? I, I I think I really want to take a picture of Minnie Mouse. So old, we did a couple for old of characters. Sake. For old time's sake. But 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 um, you know, Frozen. That movie Frozen has sort of taken over the park. Um. And they actually have crowd control measures in place now. You can't get to the Magic Kingdom by monorail anymore in the morning because people were trampling each other running down the monorail ramp to get to the gates. Wow. You actually have to get to the Magic Kingdom by bus. By boat. Oh, not by boat. And boat, yeah. By gondola. and, and, And they slowly walk you down Main Street, USA, and then release you into the Magic Kingdom because people were going nuts. And even if you get there at 8 a.m., there's a 90-minute line to meet Elsa and Anna at the Magic Kingdom. And that was every day, any time of day, 90 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to wait a couple years, I think. You wait that one out. Yeah. By that time, Julie will be like, who's next? She's working there. Yeah, she won't care about Frozen anymore. She'd be like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's easy to go to the parks if you don't have to meet the characters. You can really do stuff. Yes. Well, how did you? You know, you you sent pictures from um, Indy and stuff like that. The Indiana Jones. So like, how is like the adult stuff that we would like? It's amazing. Because Evan Evan was down there and Evan went nuts with the Star Wars stuff and. You know, it's yeah, totally son, enjoyable. The, his son had a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader and stuff. He sent his videos. He went to like the Padawan Academy. I'm like, what? Where is this? I want to go to the Padawan yeah. Academy. 
Yeah, they have a great Star Wars thing, and, and most of the parks now have at least one motion simulator ride, which is like the big thing down there now. SeaWorld has one, Epcot has one, or two. Uh, Magic Kingdom has one. They're just great fun. And, you know, the 3D HD video that you're staring at while you're doing these things, um, it's really realistic. And oddly, I don't get motion sickness on those. You don't. I was just going to say, you can do those. Is that the future of these parks in their entirety, or will there always, do you think, be a place for the for the, you know, the magic or a space mountain or whatever it is. I think that there's a place for, there's a place for both, but you know, I think these are easier to put up. <laughs> right. They're smaller. You can make six at a time. There's less liability. You change the, yeah. You could change the content. They don't actually flip you. Right. You're probably not going to kill anyone. You're yeah. not actually yeah. flying over the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> The Star Wars thing is great because you can go back on it time and again, and there's uh, always a different mission that you fly. Like, uh, I think there's six different missions. That would be my day. Yeah, be like, you do it over and over. I'd be like, Wes, I'm sorry, buddy. You got to fast pass it, though. This isn't, uh, yeah, I've heard about the fast pass. You got to fast pass. But look, when you get in the pod, you know, C-3PO's in there with you, and that's cool. You are sitting know. six feet. From a C-3PO. I don't know how good I feel about that. No, it's good. I mean, I don't want him to, like, put the moves on me or anything. <laughs> I say. <laughs> this oil bath is going to... This oil bath is going to feel so good. What do you mean? We're not taking an oil bath. What are you talking? That's not my mission. I'm not doing the oil bath. Why am I in an oil bath with C-3PO? <laughs> you got in the wrong simulator, sir. What is, what is this mission? Thanks to make you got it. This you got it the Woody Allen oh, simulator whoa, from... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. <laughs> the Orgasmatron, right. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't want to do this mission with C-3PO. <laughs> um, all right, we, well, it's, it's 11 o'clock. Uh, yeah, we, we should have a full hour on me. We should probably... Well, Which I appreciate. You. We've missed you. Uh, yeah, we haven't done a minute on you in the last three weeks. Exactly. We're making up for lost time. We should probably do some sports, but I do have a sports question. I'm fascinated by the idea of... See, now you're not a huge sports fan. And while you're no. away... No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, not you, Cal. Oh, right. While you were away, uh, the Mets have gone through this like roller coaster of just being people into it. And out. <laughs> See what I did there? They've gone on a uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh, sort of mountain mission. I <laughs> just see your fingernails like in the dashboard like John Candy oh. and Blake James and automobiles. <laughs> he just goes, he's like. <laughs> yeah, that's not um, an exaggeration. But they, this guy wrote a, this great article about how he can't watch the Mets anymore live. He's, he's like a huge Mets fan, but it's just too painful to watch them live anymore. He watches them like on at bat or game day. Like it's much less painful for the computer to just tell him David Wright strikes out on three pitches. Oh. And it was like the whole I article. Was play, like, I watched them play the Braves. That was that was a good game. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like you you go down there on a trip like that, like you're out of it. You're out of it. Like you well, would you would well, but this is why why I bring it up, Cal, because you had. 
what was a seminal moment in Met of Met, Met life. Yeah, in in recent Met memory while you were on this trip in Disney in Disney. And so I wonder how much like how removed were you, Peach, from everything? You know what I mean? Like you guys were there for you know whatever, fourteen days, or whatever. Like it's it's a long yeah. time. How removed from you are are you from reality? Oh, we lost track of days completely. We would wake up and be like, "Is it Sunday? Is it Monday?" We have no idea. Right. Um, really, the only thing real world that we connected with was the weather and the World Cup. And the World Cup, right? Uh, because the World Cup was just relentless. It was, you know, the cover. The coverage was just you couldn't, you could not see it. Right, and it was going uh, we, on there because they're catering to people from all over the world. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, act, there was actually a New York television station in the hotel, but we didn't keep up with any um, Yankees or Mets. Right. And you, Cal, were in starting your trip in Disney when Matt Harvey. Uh, it was revealed Matt Harvey needed Tommy John surgery. Yeah, it was the one day that it rained when I was down there. <laughs> of course it uh-huh. did. <laughs> and you were just listening to Travis, like, over just and over <laughs> again. Why does it always rain on me? I just picture Cal sitting in the window of the hotel room. I'm looking out at the pool, and it's right. just pouring. Pouring. Like, the kids are playing Yahtzee or something, like, just trying to keep themselves occupied. I've got and my Harvey shirt on. <laughs> your Harvey jersey on and Travis's why does it always rain on me is playing at full bore in your headphones because you can't even really deal with like the real world I didn't have him on the headphones I just had it playing throughout the entire <laughs> you had it blaring in the hotel room dad can you turn that down dad that's like the 14th time in a row we get it but I but like I see PJ's point you could like I was I was connected I sought out real world stuff but it's if i chose not to it's very easy to lose track of time now you're out right yeah you can disconnect you can very easily and be in the magic kingdom and you're supposed to right that's the idea i did it the wrong way i don't know if i'd be able to do it i don't know if i could i mean i, I was did it the wrong I, I was, way <laughs> yes. pj won disney you lost disney oh i lost you lost yeah I, I was in my I was uh, in Florida over the weekend for like 36 hours, and I couldn't even and I it was to visit my mom's uh, she was having surgery or whatever so it wasn't like a you know like a fun trip or a vacation or whatever but I can't possibly I can't disconnect I can't no I'm sitting there in the hospital room like that night you know the night of her surgery and I have the Met game on my iPad just like in the corner like I have at bat on in the corner my mother's like like half half dazed from the anesthesia from the day and stuff. what are you watching i'm like this met game huh? <laughs> how you want to eat that jello mom <laughs> i'm i'm looking up recovery techniques <laughs> right. i'm i'm checking out how long you'll be on the dl with your knee replacement <laughs> speaking of which there, there is one topic we can do. Uh, we don't need to get into hot topics necessarily, although LeBron James has yet to make a decision. And Cal, of note, uh, Amari Stoudemire has been traded 
to the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, what? Amari and a 2017 first-round pick have been traded to the Sixers. Hmm. Um, I don't think they got anything back. Uh, except LeBron James. <laughs> right. Because they needed to clear that space. No, that's not why they did that. Why did they do it? Because they, they wanted to... They don't have enough room for LeBron James. No, but why did they do it? To clear, to clear cap space, but, yeah, not, but they, not for LeBron James. But the cap space was going to be cleared next year anyway. Right. They, they, so they're going to sign Carmelo back at the max deal. Right. And then by getting rid of uh, Stat, and um, they've, they've already traded uh, Tyson Chandler, right? Right. Uh, they've cleared enough cap space to get another solid player in with Carmelo, so it's not a complete rebuild. Yeah, but but it's, who's, not, it's not for Carmel, or it's not for LeBron. Okay. Um, you know, they, 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 they have no chance at that. Um, I'm really interested to, to see if he goes back to Cleveland. I really think he should. Um, but, you know, this dragging out is such just nonsense. I mean, it's just so ridiculous. Did, did, you, hear, did you hear about that in Florida at all, PJ? Yeah, anything about LeBron James? I mean, you're not that close to Miami in Disney. Did, was there anything going on there? No, not really. Not, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a stupid thing. I mean, enough. Um, but the other thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Tanaka, the Yankees' fantastic pitcher. Now, um, I think they're prescribing six weeks of rest, Cal. Yeah, but a, it's a, but it's it's a partial a, tear. Yeah, it's, it's torn. And so there may be Tommy John recommended... Um, and somebody brought up a really interesting because Tommy John was sort of the topic of the day um, on uh, WFAN here in New York, especially with Francesa. Not the man himself, but the surgery. <laughs> and somebody brought up a point that I have that is fairly obvious, but I had never heard, and I wanted to run it past you guys, especially considering I was just down in Florida where my mom was having a knee replacement an entire knee replacement that wouldn't have been possible 10 years ago. Like the surgery she had would not have been possible 10 years ago. And that is this caller brought up the idea that maybe the reason that there's so many is because the technology is so, is so advanced now that they can see tears, partial tears or whatever, where they couldn't before. And it's not as if in all of these cases, these guys are having pain that they can't pitch with. Like, don't in, forget, in many of the cases, yeah. In, I mean, Matt Harvey wasn't having uh, uh, disabling pain. He pitched two starts with, with it. Right. So are this these guy's guy, getting, like, routine MRIs or something just to check them out? They're having a, they're having a, a pain in their elbow, but it's not debilitating pain. A lot of them are not hearing, like, the quote-unquote pop. No, but what's happening is the pain is in a specific area that would indicate a cause for concern. Sure, absolutely. But this guy's point was, is it maybe the – there's been so many because in the last five years even, the imaging technology has gotten advanced to a point where they can see a small tear where they couldn't before. It's very possible. And I hadn't thought of that. I thought that was an interesting – because it's, it's, it's an epidemic. Right, it's an epidemic in Major League Baseball right now, to the point where the Mets have a, a you know, the Mets with Degrom, Cal, 
Jacob deGrom is almost a more attractive prospect than Noah Syndergaard because he's already had his Tommy John surgery. Right. You know? And, and people are talking about... You're starting to hear about if you have a, a son that's a big-time prospect and he's 16, 17 years old, have the surgery when he's 18 you know, 17, like, and, and then he'll have gotten it out of the way. But that's ridiculous because... Of course, no, no, of course it's ridiculous. Well, because we've seen guys now that have had a second surgery. Right, that have needed a second Tommy John. Right. Yeah. Um, but along with the ridiculous, really the epidemic nature of, of, of how often it's happen- happening, we've also seen the recovery time in a lot of instances improve a great deal. And so I think that's happening concurrently with it being more common. You know what I mean? Like, I think as guys are needing it more, they're also coming back from it faster. That could be the evolution of the surgery itself, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. But, but you know, would they have found the small tear that they found today in Tanaka 10 years ago? They might not have. They might have recommended rest, and then he pitches with it, you know, in six weeks. And then he finishes, he's able to finish out the season, but he's still got the small tear there, you know? It's really, it's extremely interesting to me because it's changed the way you view young pitchers. I mean, it really has to. It has to change. I now live in fear with that with every pitching prospect that the Mets have. Yes. You, yes. you have to. That you're, you're shocked that it hasn't happened to John Neese yet. Uh, what are you doing? I'm just... I, look, I can't jinx the... I can't jinx anybody any further than they've already been jinxed. Yeah, all right. I still... Um, I wouldn't say it. <laughs> well, I, I think it's... But I, it's, fair, it's, fair, it's a fair point. You're right. I think it's also... Interesting to hear like Ron Darling talking about it today. And Ron Darling talked about the idea of not letting kids throw curveballs or whatever. Or the all-year baseball is a problem. You know, like kids playing baseball all year. You know, some kid throwing like 250 innings in a year or something like that when they're 17. And they're not fully developed yet. But how do you account for, and Francesca said this today, Cal. I don't know if you caught it. How do you account for Nolan Ryan? Like, he went through the staffs of, like, the 1971, like, five teams. Yeah. They each had, like, at least three guys in their rotation throw, like, 250 innings. Right. Like, how were guys doing that? Was that just not happening? You know, the other thing that I heard, which made some sense, and, again, it's not that, and Francesca brought it up today, too, everybody's different. You can't apply the same theory to everybody because everybody's done it differently. Yeah. But a lot of these pitchers, when you talk about the travel teams when they're younger and they pitch so much when they're younger, when their arm is developing, right? Then when they get drafted by a major league team and now the major league team, the business is now in charge of your arm. Right. That's when they start to, uh, put the innings limits in and the restrictions and pull back. So now this kid who's been pitching, 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 and his arm is used to all of that activity, like all of a sudden doesn't get that activity. So I've I've heard that talked about, and I don't know if that's 
what's well, happening, actually, but it actually, seems logical. Tommy John said it a couple weeks ago. That's where I heard it. In an interview where that I heard. That's where I heard it then. Yeah, it was Tommy John who said when, part of the problem is when they should be being monitored, they're not. And when they're not supposed to be monitored, they are. So when you're 17 and you're, you have like a high school coach who all he cares about is winning, and he throws you, you know, and you wind up throwing 30 innings a week. In high school, you're not, and your arm is just developing then, that's the time where you should be being pulled back and be on innings limits. Right. And, and when you're with a major league club with all the resources and the trainers and the everything at their disposal and you're being watched and monitored in the, you know, the most uh, under-the-microscope way, that's when you should be throwing more because they're watching you and you've already developed. Would you think that that's how it was back in the 50s and 60s? Maybe, maybe. That they didn't pitch as much when they were younger? Could be. Right? I mean, they didn't have travel teams back then. No. You know, they, you didn't have a kid out in California pitching 12 months a year right. in the 1960s. Probably not. You know? He, so played, I, he played his high school season, and he maybe played summer ball, and that was it. Right? And then the other... And they... What you hear is they, they played other sports. They all played other sports. That's the other big thing. Right. They didn't use the arm. Right. They would play football. They would play basketball. They would play soccer. soccer. Right. They would play other sports. Yeah, it's... it's it's epidemic in Major League Baseball. It really is. And it's unfortunate. It's, a, it's, it's really unfortunate in Tanaka's case. Somebody brought up the idea of going to a six-man rotation. I don't know if that's the answer, though. I don't think Tanaka was overused. No. I mean, he really only pitched on five days rest like four times. Out of his, what did he make, like 17 starts? I think he only pitched on five days or four days rest you know, or on the fifth day or whatever, like five times. Yeah, I, sub- I subscribe to the, the theory of it hap- you know, the damage is being done at a younger age. At a younger age. Before they get to the majors. You also subscribe to the theory of Atlantis. I do. So that's... <laughs> and evolution. And, well, thank and goodness. And still subscribes to TV Guide. And still subscribes to Time Life Books. Reader's Digest. So, okay, we have a couple minutes left here. So let's... All right, we talked a little sports. Feel good. All right, we're good. Got it out of the way. No, I, 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 don't, I don't know. The Mets lost tonight. It, has it taken all the starch out for you? No. So you still feel good? I do. This, I kind of... This was not... A surprise. No. I think the surprise was Cologne pitching, like, what, a complete game, essentially. You know, even that didn't surprise me because that's kind of what he's done. The last couple of starts, he's been bad in the beginning. Yeah, but I mean, he was getting shelled, Cal. He gave up nine hits in the first four innings. Yeah, and then that was it. My father-in-law brought up a good point tonight. He says it's like he warms up during the game. Right. Well, he's a fat bastard. Like he's using the first three innings to warm up, and then once he hit the third inning, he cruised. Right, and then, he, and then like the eighth, he was throwing like 93. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. <laughs> He's, he, he did a nice job tonight, settling down. And, and uh, you know, tonight was a classic. They don't have enough bats. No. And maybe... So they still don't have enough bats. And, you know, let's maybe hold off on bringing the brooms to the stadium and all that. Net no, fans. No good? Slow down with yeah, they that. Got, they got free booze out of it. 
Yeah, but I mean they're they're five and two on this homestand. They have three games left against the Marlins before the break, right? Mm-hmm. If they take two out of three and go seven and three on this homestand going into the break, which would put them at what seven games under, right? Um, they slip back to eight today. Yeah, so put them at uh, seven. Under. Seven games under. But you'd have to feel good about that. They picked up four games on the homestand. Of course you would. Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah. And the only two games they've lost on this homestand were Colognes. Right. After he had been so good. What turned you around, what turned you around though? I must know. You keep using that word. I do not think it means... It was almost as if you were like, I'm tired of feeling crappy. But I mean, literally on Monday, we were talking about how awful they were. On Monday... Then they won on Monday. They were texted, but they only had two hits until Granderson hit the game-tying home run. They were about to lose that game. Was it Granderson's home run? No. So how did you turn? You did a tiptoe. Tippy-toe. You did a tippy-toe. Tippy-canoe and Tyler, too. 64-40 or fight. 54-40 or fight. It's one of the latitudes. Tippy-canoe and Tyler, too. Sure. Is that the sequel to Tippy-canoe and Tyler? <laughs> Incidentally, the Hall of Presidents, still awesome. This time, narrated by Morgan Freeman. Well, of course. I recommend you go. So does he. I've been... Yeah, Steve, you should go just for that. I would, I would spend... That would be a day for me. You would just keep going back, just keep going in again. It would absolutely be a day for me. Animatronics. I yeah, I can't. And now Morgan Freeman just being like, and now... The 13th president of the United yep. States. That's right. Tip, tip a canoe. And Tyler. It ends, it ends with Morgan Freeman reading a roll call of the presidents. And Number four to three. Gro- grown men watching robots Boba. with tears. The grown men had tears in their eyes. We're crying. Watching robots. Mm-hmm. What, listening to Morgan Freeman just go, Zachary Taylor. Ulysses S. Grant. Grover Cleveland. <laughs> it's just amazing. He snuck in in Andy Dufresne. Right, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Wait a minute, Andy Dufresne was never president? <laughs> Stay away, California. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bill Pullman. <laughs> Now, Morgan Freeman played a president, but he didn't introduce himself. No, he did not. Morgan Freeman. Wait a minute. (laughs) And yours truly. This is not accurate. It's just incredible. Tremendously underrated. Bruce Almighty. Dave. (laughs) Dave. 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 He just says Dave. Everybody gets it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, oh, man. (laughs) Martin Sheen. President Bartlett. (laughs) That's in a side room. That's not in the actual Hall of Presidents. Right. That's the Hall of of Pretend Presidents. Right. (laughs) It's in the Mall of Presidents. Right. (laughs) 
Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, not at all. Sure I did. What uh, what turned you around? I must know. It was exactly you said it. I'm just t- I'm tired of, of feeling lousy. But you know? you, you hated everything, and then all of a sudden we're in a we're in a text war about how things are turning around. Maybe Lucas Duda has finally figured it out. He was over four tonight, by the way. He was, and he uh, struck out in the eighth inning with correct. the, with the tying run with the, as the tying as the tying run. Yes. That's correct. I know. I know. Not only struck out, by the way. No, he uh, horribly, horribly, like like it was the first time he was playing baseball. <laughs> All of a sudden, the first time he picked up a bat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that guy's throwing that thing hard. <laughs> not, I'm not getting in the way of that. Hey, you in section 106, come here, come here, buddy. You're up. He's eating a pat Lafrida steak. What's your OVP? Get up there. Just swing. No, look, yeah, does, does the expression fake it till you make it mean anything to you? Can I have... <laughs> can I call a friend? Sure. Okay. I'm going to call uh, PJ. I'm going to call my buddy PJ. Okay. Get him on the line? Yeah. Let's get him up. Hi PJ. Hey, how you doing? Good. I'm uh, I'm on uh, RTU, and I've just been asked. Uh, oh, I uh, love that show. This is. Uh, I read this. I uh, I've just been asked this question, and uh, so you're my phone a friend. Yeah. Okay. Listen carefully. I'm really far along in the show. Does the expression "fake it till you make it" mean anything to me? Sure it does. Okay, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go okay. with that. I'm going to go with sure it does. You're going to say that it does. It, I'm, not only it does, sure it does. Final answer? I trust PJ implicitly. He knows me very, very well. You are correct. All right. Thanks, PJ. I'll see you at Glad the beach club. Thanks. Uh, yes, it does mean something for that exercise. We really took a while, but we got there. Okay, great. Well, then that's what I've done. You're faking it until they make it. That's what I'm going to try to do because I'm tired of it. No, I'm not faking it until they make it. Oh, I see. I'm I'm faking my enthusiasm until maybe I have some actual enthusiasm for this team. Oh. Because I... You know what? I'd like to change my answer. I didn't know what that meant. Oh, you didn't know what that meant? No. So you're going to fake it until you make it. Are you, did you really have never heard that expression? I have, but I, I, I didn't, know what, didn't know what it meant. Really? Are you going to take it to the limit one more time? Uh, I'm certainly going to take it on the run. Baby, are you going to take the money and run? Go on. If take the you, money and run. If you do, will you take on me? Uh, I'm yes. Are you taking care of business? Aha! 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 Sorry, we just uh, that that devolved into something 
I still want to come back to Take It to the Limit. Can we talk about that song? One more time. One more time. It's a simple request. I'm not asking you to do it over and over again. Just the one last time. Now, see, at this point, with a three-and-a-half-year-old, if this was a three-and-a-half-year-old singing that song, it's a complete lie. First of all, second of all, I would love to hear a three-and-a-half-year-old's yeah. interpretation of that song. Right. But no, but take it to the limit one more time. He's going to ask you to take it again. After you take it to the limit that one time, totally going to ask you to do it again. If story time at bedtime is any indication, he's going to take it to the limit one more time. I, I need it again. Are you suggesting that story time is the three-and-a-half-year-old equivalent to taking it to the limit? I just think if they sang that song, they would be lying. Why don't you have the Eagles do story time for him next time and see what happens? You might have to just—you might have to settle for Don Felder. <laughs> Daddy, take it to the limit one more time, okay, buddy? No problem. Okay, I just—I just took it to the limit. Daddy, take it to the limit one more time. I just, buddy, you just said one more time. That was it. That was the last time I was supposed to take it to the limit. I can't, I can't, t- we're never going to get to bed. That's the last time I can take it to the limit. Okay, this is it. The lights are going out after I take it to the limit this time. Okay, that's it. One more time. Okay. The limit. Okay, Daddy, one more time. Don't, no, don't turn on the light, Daddy. And the tears. And, the, and, Don, and Don Felder's in the room. In a dark room with your crying <laughs> kid. <laughs> Which got, gets completely creepy. Because I don't know if you've seen Don Felder lately. He does not look good. <laughs> just shut the light up on him before he had a chance to leave. <laughs> right, right. He really gets no respect, does he? Don Felder's like, are you going to take it to the limit one more time or should I go? <laughs> hey, listen, Fry wouldn't be sitting in the dark here. <laughs> you wouldn't make Henley sit here. <laughs> are there other lyrics to that song? You can spend all your time making I love. I what now? That's right. I have right? no idea of any other word to that song. All this is alone at the end of the evening. No, not ring your bell. You don't know that. Come one? on. I know the song. That I was, this well, is a good. This that was is a good big number for the bass player. That's the bass player's tune. That's Don Felder. Doesn't Don Felder sing it? No, 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 no. The the their, their original oh, bass, player, bass player whose name com- completely escapes me now. That left guy was replaced by. <laughs> yes, he was replaced <laughs> by uh, Timothy B. Schmidt. He had to have the B in there. World be free. World be free. <laughs> That's a good fun load, though. Are there what? songs where like are there songs where like you only know one line? All of them. I don't know lyrics to anything. Oh, really? You knew the lyrics to take it to the limit. Yeah, you just and you you've recited Motley Crue lyrics, obscure ones on here, in a beat poetry <laughs> fashion. <laughs> All right, I know the lyrics to some things, but in general. No, but there's got to be can, like a. Yeah. There's got to be a number of popular songs where maybe I can only remember like one bit. I'm very good with lyrics. 
Like I, I have a really weird ability to memorize lyrics. Um, but there's, but take it to the limit. I couldn't. I got nothing. And I would say that I would hazard. There's probably like ten songs you guys could name where I'd be like, I know the chorus. Like old songs. I'm not talking about like. But they're know, all think. Eagles dudes. And they're all <laughs> Eagles songs. <laughs> not talking like a Katy Perry song, but like you know, like uh, there's probably there's probably a good number where I only know the chorus. Or like the song will come on, and you think you know it. Yeah, and then and you try and you are struggling with the with the verse. But then the chorus comes up and you feel better. Like, and okay, yeah, I know, yeah, of yeah. course I know the song. Yeah. I think you know, what, you know when that usually burns me when I'm in the car with my wife and family and a song comes on, I'm like, Oh, I love this song. And I declare <laughs> that I love this song and then pr- proceed to not be able to sing along with it. And I've just embarrassed myself. I'm oh, at a payphone, la 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 payphone, <laughs> looking for all my quarters for you. Why did you go to Maroon 5 for me? How did you know that? Because you got the moves like Jagger. That's why. That was it. This love has taken control. Oh, baby. See, that's another one. I know that line. That's not even the line. <laughs> See? You don't even know that one. Wait, what's the line? It's taking its toll. It's taking its right? toll. Oh. Are we she sure? She goodbye. <laughs> Is that Adam Levine? Is he here? You do a fantastic Adam Levine. Watch the voice a lot. Apparently. Because I don't listen to him sing. <laughs> So uh, my other fun load question was, um, yesterday, Dr. E-Ray Stat texts us that Ghostbusters is on AMC on Story Notes. I did not know what Story Notes was. I still don't. Well, I flipped it on immediately. This is magnificent. Can you explain it? It's like pop-up video. It's like watching Ghostbusters with pop-up video. Pop-up video. Remember pop-up video? I thought you said pop-up video. <laughs> it's like watching Ghostbusters <laughs> with pop Smurf and pop-up video. No. <laughs> who, is, who is video Smurf? It's pop-up video. <laughs> That's very, he's very distracting to watch a program with. <laughs> he's very, very difficult. It's a smurfing pain in the neck. <laughs> Papa Video, would you please? Please. I'm trying to watch this movie. Papa Video. What? <laughs> He's got to be the Italian Smurf, right? Papa Video. <laughs> what? I'm just a, a Smurf in the movie. What? Hey, Abafa, go Smurf yourself. Hello. <laughs> this is Smurfing <laughs> guy. That's why Smurfs were blue. <laughs> <laughs> you go Smurf yourself, please. I'm a watching the Papa video. What'd no, you Pop- learn from about Ghostbusters? I only I only watched a couple of minutes of it. It was when uh, Venkman goes into the apartment, uh, the first time with Sigourney Weaver or whatever, and like it's story notes, and then it says like uh, on set notes, and it's not as obviously it's not as obtrusive as Pop Up Video because Pop Up Video was like. <laughs> 
don't watch what's on the screen. Pay attention to me. Um, and it was like Sigourney Weaver used method acting techniques on the set, and Bill Murray would come up behind her and tickle her while she was doing it. You know, like little, just little things. And then one of them was in 2012, Jason Reitman did a staged reading of Ghostbusters with Jack Black, Seth Rogen, and Rain Wilson. That's what you were talking about. In the main roles, and Kristen Bell in the Sigourney Weaver role. Where did he do this? Like on stage somewhere? For Yeah, the, a staged reading could be anything. It could have been something that they you know, would do at the studio just to see what it looks like. It could have been in somebody's apartment or house or you know, Hollywood Hills condo. Or they could have done it... Like for an audience? Yeah, like in a theater for an audience to see how it played. You know, it, it didn't elaborate whether it was like from the exact script or from a, like a rewrite or like was he doing it, you know. If you just, that's basically, if it was just from the script, that's like doing a play. Right. It's doing like a play version of it, which that would have been cool. If they were doing like a rewrite for a reboot, I was not happy with that at all. So I was going to ask you guys, A, I had two questions, <laughs> two-part question. First part, uh, what movies, well, let me do the specific one. If you were ca- recasting Ghostbusters today for a reboot, where would you go? And B, lesser, easier, what movies would you like to see on this story notes? This is like a, like, I guess AMC does this a lot. So I was going to ask you guys, give me three movies that you would want to see in story notes. Basically, pop a video. Hey, what do you want from me? Yeah. <laughs> For uh, three movies. Real genius. Wow, we're just jumping right in. There's no- Karate Kid. <laughs> sure. Right. Holy cow. Great. You, you boys, you went right after it. Back to the Future. Yeah. All right, sir. Grease. Okay. Splash. I want to know things about Grease. There's, there's Cal's three. PJ's still <laughs> obsessed with Sha-Na-Na and Grease. Um, so, Cal, those would be your three. Back to the Future, Karate Kid, Karate, karate, karate kid. kid. Sorry. And Splash. And Splash. Because, and, and I... Look, those are an excellent three, by the way. Because I'm keeping it to the Ghostbusters. That's right. I was going to say 80s movies. Yeah, that's because if you open it up to everything, we'll, yeah. we'll be here no, no, I was gonna, I was going to quanta, uh, qualify it with 80s movies. Quanta qualify it? Quanta, yeah. <laughs> I was going to fly Qantas and <laughs> land and get it. So Peach Grease is out. I'm sorry. Too early? You can use Grease, okay. too, if you'd like. You can no, fr- Friday the 13th. Isn't that in the 70s? No. The fr- Friday the 13th? I thought that was no. 1980. The first one? So you may just get it in under the wire. Uh, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark, sure. Good one. That's one of mine. That's definitely one of mine. All right, so those are your three. Real Genius, by the way, brilliant. Tremendously yeah. underrated movie. Real genius, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Friday the 13th. Yeah, I, w- I want one lousy movie in there, and I, I like Friday the 13th a lot. Yeah, because you could almost kind of, <laughs> because Real Genius is a cinematic <laughs> masterpiece. Real Genius is, is really just the best. Because you could probably, you could sort of mystery science theater it almost with the story notes. Like, that would be, like, you can really tongue-in-cheek it and sort of do that, whereas Raiders, like, I want the facts and stuff I don't know. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to take it a step further before you give us your three, Steve. They could put any 80s movie on AMC with story notes, and I would think it would be awesome. <laughs> yes, that's, that's probably that fair. That might be true, yeah. That's probably fair. Those were just the first three that came to the top of my head. It's an excellent three, though. I want to hear your three. It's a really good three. Well, Raiders is definitely one. I'm going to throw Top Gun in there. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw Top Gun in there. And then I you think the You want to know more la- about Tom Cruise? Always. Hello? He, he just wants to make movies. I know. I, have, I just downloaded that Nerdist, and I haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> it's a treat. And then I think for the third one... I was going to go back to the future too, but I won't double down on it. I think for the third one, I'd probably go Princess Bride. Ooh, nice. great. Yeah. So I think that's where I'd land on my three. I think Raiders. You know what? I shouldn't be allowed to double up, so I'll let you have Raiders. I'll do Top Gun, Princess Bride. In terms of endearment. And then, <laughs> And just Deborah clean. Winger needed tea every morning. <laughs> I always need to know that. You know what? I might go though. I might go when Harry met Sally. Okay. Ah. Those might Spaceballs. be Spaceballs. Twenty fifth anniversary. Spaceballs. I mean, like really anything. Yeah, I really know. any eighties right. movie actually is the fascinating, toy. isn't it? This is. I just found a great list of eighties movies. Wow. Wow. Weird science. Weird science. Let me, let me read down some of these, okay, for AMC story notes. AMC, if you're listening, get on it. There we go. You are. The Breakfast Club. Real Genius. 16 Candles. Weird Science. Back to the Future. All the Star Warses. All the Star Treks. E.T. Star Warses? Star Warses is... Well, there were two in the 80s. There was Empire and Return of the Jedi. Yes, oh, I'm just Morris's worried is... about the way that you pluralize things. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to my attention that you're an idiot. <laughs> Poltergeist. <laughs> E.T. Poltergeist. Platoon. Uh, the Terminator. Legend. Labyrinth. Uh, Flashdance Naughty Gremlins Some kind of wonder my children Well Short Circuit Working Girl Ruthless People The Lost Boys I don't need to know anything about Ruthless People No you're good You can strike that one You're all set (laughs) Are you sure about that Yeah yeah I don't need any stories well, you may not need to know anything about this one, but you're going to want to see the mannequin one. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, probably right. 
You, you, you know what? You're probably right. How about but how about this one, Peach? The Untouchables. Ooh. Could you imagine story notes for the Untouchables? Come on. Die Hard. Mod own. Raising Arizona. <laughs> That's how Papa Video would introduce it. <laughs> Die Hard. Bloop. Mod own. <laughs> This is a smurf and a good movie, this one. Modern. Papa Video. It's me, Papa Video. He just pops up on the screen every now and then. Little Italian-looking smurf. Little guy. He's dressed like a pizza maker, obviously. Right. He's got, like, the giddy tea on, you know. Like the tank top. The flat chef hat. The flat chef hat. Hey! Papa Video! He's, the, he's another good one. Fill the dreams! I make it the gravy, I give you the movie. I make you, I make you gravy nice, I give you the movie. Here's a little note of fact. <laughs> That's it, he has to say the. It's like a vocal thing, like he says it. When they was a film in the abyss, everybody hated the James Cameron. They did not like him. Back, back to the movie. movie. Back, back to the movie. It had a, he no swim. He no swim. That a brickman <laughs> making me cry. <laughs> when he says, uh, he says, uh, knew I had to come, knew it was a one-way trip. Every time, pop a video. It's like Niagara Falls. <laughs> That's a little Guido Sarducci now. I like it. It is Father Guido University of Dayton, Father Guido Sarducci, by the way. Oh. Don Novello. I think he was class of like 66 or 67. Um, okay. Now I, I'll need the answer to the Ghostbusters question, and we can wrap up this sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, programming note, we're going to be back next Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Tuesday each so Tuesday. We're going to be back with the sports sooner. So yes, we we needed this episode tonight. We haven't seen PJ in a so long. Um, give me your give me your recasting of Ghostbusters. Wow, would you use any of those three guys? I like Rain Wilson as Egon. That could work. Yeah, if they were if out of the three, that was the only one I found passable. You know who I liked for Venkman? You guys may laugh at me. Ryan Reynolds. Totally. He can do comedy. He's got great timing. He can be I have of... actually said to people that Ryan Reynolds was the heir apparent to Bill Murray. Have you really? Is this on record? I, yes. I, yes. Really? I've seen yes. it. In, in print. Because, because we <laughs> were talking about how Bill Murray gets, a, gets away with actually clowning on screen. Right. And Ryan Reynolds gets away with it. Yeah. Most, most guys have to play straight to be funny. Yep. And Bill Murray can clown and still be funny. And Ryan yep. Reynolds can do that too. Okay, so we, we all like Ryan Reynolds for Bankman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I do. I think Ben Stiller could do... Uh, 
could do a uh, array. Ooh. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Wow. I, mm. Jason Siegel might do it better. Jason Siegel is a very solid choice. See, that was my question. Is Rogan in that read reading Venkman, or is he reading, is he reading Ray? I think he's got to be reading Ray. You would think, right? For him. Yeah. yeah. And Jack Black's reading Venkman? Yes. Ew. I don't care for that at all. I mean, that's how they're doing it, probably. But That would be how they did it, right? You would switch it? I would totally switch that. Or you would just ask Jack Black to leave. I would, just, I would ask him and Seth Rogen to leave. Oh, right. I, I like that Ray, but I don't love it. There's a better Ray. I think it needs to be somebody too closer to Ryan Reynolds' age. Well, Jason Siegel. Which is... Jason Siegel is, is, is very, very good. That's probably it. Yeah. What about Kevin James as Ray? Nice. A little too old. For the Ghostbusters I'm doing, he's a little too old. I have no idea the age of Kevin James. He could be 30, 50. I have no idea. (laughs) Could Bateman do Ventman? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know my feelings on Jason Bateman. I know, so I'm asking PJ. Right, because I cannot, be, I cannot be objective about. No, it. I love him too much. He could definitely do it. Well, I mean, if you're if you're doing that, let's just do Bateman as Vankman, Will Arnett as Ray, right, and <laughs> and just get uh, give me David Cross as Egon. Anyway, Judy Greer as uh, <laughs> as Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dana Barrett, right? I would. I, I'm telling you right now. I would sign for the. I would sign for the Bateman, Arnett, Rain Wilson, triumvirate. Mm. I would sign for that. And then Don Cheadle in the Ernie Hudson role. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. idea. No, it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be. If we're if we're keeping it African American, it's got to be. Um, uh, Robinson. No, it's got to be. Uh, oh, Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson. Yeah, that's good. Craig Robinson should be in everything. He's fantastic. <laughs> if you were going older, you could go Cusack in the Bill Murray in in the Vankman spot. Mm. Cusack? Then, then you could go like Cusack, Kevin James, or Cusack, Stiller. That generation. Matthew Broderick. Hmm. You're you you're, you're making it clear to me that I don't know how old anybody is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the look. How old do you think? How old was Bill Murray when they did Ghostbusters? I mean, they shot it in 1984. Was he 33? He was probably 32, 33. Yeah. Bill Murray was born in 1950, so, he so was he's 34. 30, he's 34. Right, and you figure Ackroyd's around the same age. Those guys that I'm talking about, like Cusack, and those guys are in their forties. Right, but the other the other group that we were talking about are in their mid thirties. The well, the Bateman Arnett. No, they're older. They're forty. What about well, the cast of Sex in the City? <laughs> in a female reboot. Gold. 
right? Absolute gold. But it's shot right. also like Sex in the City. Dun, 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 with dun, the narration. Dun, dun, dun. What are you going to call? Dun, 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 dun. We got a call to go down for a screamer on the Lower West Side. Who's and Vankman Van- knew all about screamers. There you go. I just I just wrote the movie. Couldn't couldn't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> so we we going. What about? Oh, never mind. No, no, we got it. Let's do this. Let's do. Let's do Ryan Reynolds. Let's do Siegel as. Um. No, let's do Siegel as Ray, and let's do Jonah Hill as Egon. Ah, not bad. I get on board with that, right? Yeah, I could see. I that. don't like Jonah Hill too much. Too much Jonah Hill. Yeah, I don't like. I know you like him after the after the podcast that you heard him on, right? I did. Yeah, I like him I, very. I like him kind of bit. He you came around on him. That and the Rolling Stone article when oh, the Rolling Stone. That's right. When and 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 also his WTF. But like when End of the World came out, or This Is the End, or whatever it was. You know, he, and he did that Rolling Stone article, he was like a completely different guy than I thought he was going to be. Much more down to earth, much more serious about being an actor. Just a different guy. Okay. Uh, um, and if you're doing him in Moneyball, then he can do Egon. Michael Sarah mm-hmm. as the Rick Moranis part. Book it. Done. Right? Big, bingo, bango. That's Who plays the secretary? Who plays William Atherton? Who plays the jerk? Oh. That I is Franco. You give that to Will Arnett. You give that to Will Arnett. Yeah, James Franco could do it, Cal. Yeah, Arnett's better. Arnett's perfect. He's perfect. He's perfect to play Peck. My name is Peck. That guy, that guy with like a three movie string of perfect idiots, just perfect d bags. <laughs> that die hard and uh, real genius. Real genius. Yeah. Perfect. The, the 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 trifecta of huge d bags. Um, he's like the Billy Zapka of like the <laughs> like the adult d bag. Um, isn't there a theatrical re-release of Ghostbusters coming? Yes, because I believe it's the thirtieth year. 30th. Yeah. The 30-year anniversary. I would... Uh, I'll bring I, my son I like to this that. Cast. I like this cast. Who are we getting for Annie Potts? Mm. So we got Craig Robinson. Oh, and who are we getting Snooki. for Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> Snooki. How dare you. Who are we getting for Dana Barrett here? I, I kind of like Kristen Bell. I like her in anything. She's great. Yeah, I like Kristen Bell, too. And Kristen Bell, Ryan Reynolds, that works really well. Does mm-hmm. it not? As long as it's not what's her name from, you know, this is forty and enough, oh, Les- enough, Les- Man. Man. enough. We got Who? it. We're all set. Leslie Mann, uh, oh. Judd Apatow. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We got it. We're all set over here. We got it. You You'll say anything. We get it. Okay. Um, I like Kristen Bell. Then we got it. We just got to cast Andy Potts, and we're going to print here. Boys, we're going to production. Oh, Annie Potts. 
there's got to be somebody yeah. good that I'm just not thinking of. Somebody who the, boils over well. How about the girl from Two Broke Girls, Kat Dennings? Yeah. I don't like that show. Can we just put her in the movie, please, somewhere? Because Yeah, she's in it. She's, I'm a really big fan. She just walks around. I just want to work with her. That's all. Katie Perry. She has no... Katy Perry as Annie Potts. Perfect. Yeah. Book it. Done. Stunt casting galore. Kristen Wiig. Uh, Ooh, no. no. Take it back. No, no. Maya Rudolph? <laughs> oh, while we're there? Right. I feel like it would be Kristen Wiig. Anna Gasteyer? Sherry O'Terry. Oh, no. Melissa, Molly Melissa McCarthy. She would uh, kill it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good with her, too. You're also all set with Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Her, her and Leslie Mann can go make a movie that I'll never watch. <laughs> go ahead. She cracks me up. I get it. She does, but it's uh, let's just let's You're fat and irreverent. Good let's just take a breath, everybody. Let's You're take a breath. You're fat and irreverent. There we go. Thank Too you. Much. Same thing. Same thing. Come on, you're a cop, you're a beauty queen, you're an identity thief. All the same thing. Same soup, just reheating it. That's, That's not it. her fault. She's like, no. the red, she's like the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> just reheating it. It's all the same song. <laughs> California. <laughs> My underwear. <laughs> My That's as good a place as any dance, probably. Yeah, PJ, final unload. Final unload. I, uh, I realized tonight that I was uh, attracted to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I don't know where it came from, but I was watching Veep, and I said, you know what? She's pretty hot. I never realized it before. So, just... Revealing that. PJ, final revelation. <laughs> True confession. True confession. Cal, final unload. Anything you want to let us know? Uh, Any no, crushes? But, uh, <laughs> plenty. But no, that's not what I want to say. The, um, the Emmy nominations came out today, and Saturday Night Live received 14 nominations for Emmys this year. 14 nominations, thereby proving that the Emmys are broke. <laughs> and my final unload is also about the Emmys, and that is a congratulations to House of Cards, who uh, got 13 Emmy nominations, and uh, including one for Best Director for Carl Franklin, who directed the episode that I was in. And uh, for Best Casting, for uh, Julie Schubert, who cast me in House of Cards. So congratulations Aww. to everybody there. And the Emmys are fixed. And the Emmys are fixed. <laughs> the fix is in. Oh, it's very cool. I actually got an email from the production saying congratulations to everybody in House of Cards. And I was like, well, I guess that's me a little bit. Very, very little. Enough. Though. Anyway, Emmy. Congratulations. Emmy's fixed. We'll see you on Tuesday. Tuesday. PJ, welcome back. Clearly, you know, we. Goofy did... wears a codpiece. <laughs> we'll leave you with that.
<laughs> Good night, everybody. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.